0: Hey, Siri. How many tits on average do donkeys have? Okay, I found this on the web for how many tits on average do donkeys
1: have. Give us an answer. I don't know. Um. Hey, Siri. How old is my mom? You'll need to unlock your iPhone
0: first. What? I don't know how old your mom is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> really? No. Oh yeah. Okay, okay. Why should Did you know? Um, it's definitely not on my phone. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> hey Siri.
0: How old is Danny Brown?
1: Dan Brown is fifty-five years old. No, he's not. That is not <laughs> Danny Brown. Fuck off. <laughs> hey Siri. Hey Siri.
0: You need hearing aids. Suck my dick. I won't respond to that. Why won't you respond to me, bitch? (laughs) What, am I not good enough? Jesus.
1: Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri.
0: I hate how you have to say that every time.
1: Hey, Siri.
0: I'm sorry for yelling at you. I love you. That's
1: sweet. (laughs) <laughs> Why do I think that's so funny? Why we five?
0: <laughs> Having an actual conversation with a phone. Welcome back to our severe case of circum— I mean, uh, indecision. <laughs> with Ian and Tyler. And our completely blued ball I mean, uh, 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 fuck, I actually forgot the line. Our completely biased opinions with Ian and Tyler. You're listening to Sound On Us. How are we doing today, Tyler? Trimmed. <laughs> it is, in fact, no, not November. We've made it 16 days into it. Or have we? <laughs> <laughs> For those of you valiant soldiers who are actually partaking in No Nut November, I am saluting you right now. You can't see me, but my hand is above my head, and goddamn, am I proud of oh, you, no, no, soldier? Oh,
1: right oh yeah, we have a picture of me saluting. Okay, yeah, we'll check it out on the, on the story.
0: Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, and in other news, um, other than No Not November, what are we reviewing today, Tyler? Danny Brown. Danny Brown. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! You know what I'm saying. Is the uh, title of the project. Uh, this came out. Uh, the one thing I didn't load up previously. Do you have the Alma? Uh yeah.
1: When did it come out. Talking about the release date. Yeah. Uh October fourth. Really? Yeah. Oh okay. Wow.
0: Okay. Okay. Um.
1: So, we, we've been waiting for it, though.
0: Yeah, we have. Um, I don't know why. It seems like it was later than that. But um how long have you been following Dan- Danny Brown?
1: Since you told me to wait for this album. Okay,
0: okay. Um, Not prior. Yeah, okay. Um, so I've been... A friend introduced me to Danny Brown a long time ago. Um, a couple years ago. And... Um, <sighs> I didn't know what to think at first. Danny Brown is a very, very interesting character. Um, just a, li- a little bit of background on him. His name is Daniel D. Wan Sewell, or Sewell, something like that. He was born March 16th of 1981. Um, he is described by MTV as one of rap's most unique figures in recent memory. That I can agree with. Um, he's very, very unique. He's released uh, about four different albums. If you call the hybrid um, hi, uh, an album, um, it's not available anywhere on actual st- streaming platforms. You kind of have to bootleg it um, somewhere on the internet. I know there's a bootleg of it um, that you can download, you can listen to. Um, and that was released, when was that released? In 2010. Um, and he released several mixtapes before that, but the hybrid was his first leak. Like, album, um, and from what I've heard about it, because I haven't actually downloaded it and listened to it myself, um, it's very, very raw, and I, from also what I can tell about it, it's um, not necessarily the most professional thing in the world, but I've heard it's, despite its flaws, it's fantastic, um, but after that, he uh, released Triple XXX, XXX which is extremely critically acclaimed um, by just about everybody. That album is absolutely nuts, and it is one of the raunchiest and sometimes disturbing and um, out there and really kind of grotesque. In a way, it's it's just one of those albums that's like, he really just said that, wow. It's- and I could pull up line after line after line about it. And I mean, I was listening to it earlier today just to um, kind of give myself a, a refresher on it, because it's been a while, it had been a while since I'd revisited it. Um, but... Uh, there's a, a song off it called Die Like a Rockstar, and he's just detailing like deaths of different people and also like their drug abuses and them, uh, being really sexually frustrated and oftentimes rapacious and stuff like that. And he's kind of, uh, just relating himself to that. Um, and there's a lot of raunchy and, uh, really, uh, vulgar things on that entire album. Um, Despite that, incredible. W- would recommend to a lot of different people if they're into that kind of thing. Um, after that, we got 2016's Atrocity Exhibition. I'm sorry if adjusting in my seat was really loud. But, um, Atrocity Exhibition, again, super critically acclaimed by just about everybody. I think it was Fantano's Album of the Year in 2016, um, which he placed that above David Bowie's black star, which is like, it, it, it's really good. Like it, it has to be good for that kind of, for it to beat that. Um, but, uh, that album was even crazier, um, in different ways. Um, there is not a rap album that I can think of, of that sounds like it, or even dares to sound anything like it it's really really out there it's not out there in the same way that say tyler the creator's igor was it's a different vibe and it's a completely different subject matter that he's dealing with it's
1: like uncharted hip-hop territory yeah is what it is and a lot of people just don't
0: it's extremely
1: strange it's very strange and
0: that brings us to 2019 you know what i'm saying now my friend introduced me back in i think late to late 2016 to early 2017 uh, to Danny Brown. I got, um, I got introduced to him about that time. And that was about the time that I was starting to widen my palate a little bit. Um, I think at that point I, I really liked Kendrick Lamar and to Pimp a butterfly um, and, and Con- some of Kanye's stuff. Um, but I s- still hadn't really dipped my toes into anything super major and the thing about Danny Brown is he's very weird and his vocal delivery his vocal. We, we talked to uh, last episode, the Hobo Johnson episode about his vocal delivery. Danny Brown's vocal delivery is just just is out there in a very different way. Um, how to describe Danny Brown's voice? Very Yelpy and over like Hobo Johnson, but in a different way. His voice is kind of high pitched cartoonish Um, yeah yeah that's a good way to put it um and that alone makes him really hard to get into but that and also um the instrumentals that he often chooses one would not associate it with rap music a lot of times um it's you could associate it with uh I don't know what you could associate it with, actually. Um, He's just got some very, very interesting taste uh, when it comes to what he raps over and how he goes about rapping. Um, And Tyler and I were talking about it a bit. Um, Actually, we've we've been talking about it since the release of this album. Um, And we can draw a couple of uh, parallels between Danny Brown and OutKast. Especially this album. I think the, the Outkast influences have shown up bits and, bits and pieces, uh, across the discography. But Outkast, I think, is a very big influencer on this newest project. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's where we're at. And I've been, I did not immediately like Danny Brown.
1: Um, i' I'd be honest. surprised if anybody immediately took a liking to it because it's it it's kind of an acquired taste, and yeah. even though you know the the lyrics can be serious and the, the the mood can get serious, the delivery is still goofy and it sounds like a Saturday morning cartoon advertisement that like you hear from another room in your house yeah' that's, that's what a lot of the music is, so it's definitely you know something that. I don't know if it's something I would seek out. It's just kind of something that well, I told you about it. It's interesting. Yeah,
0: it is very interesting. And um a lot of his subject matter and lyrics <laughs> in particular are uh really really interesting to say the least. I've got a there's one lyric on this album uh just just to give you a little foretaste of what I'm talking about here because it's um I think it's track number two. I've gotta pull it up. Can you give us some tour dates uh while I'm at it?
1: Because yeah. I know so he's, he's, Danny Brown actually played Baltimore and DC um two weeks ago. He's still kind of on the East Coast vein of his tour. Uh he's playing Connecticut, uh New Haven, uh, on the seventeenth, Brooklyn, New York on the eighteenth, and then Uh, moving up to Canada, be in, uh, Montreal and Toronto on the 19th and 20th, and then back to Detroit. Uh, yeah, he played soundstage on, uh, the 13th. So he has freshly crossed through our home state of Maryland. But, um, you want to go see him on the rest of his tour? He's only got five shows left. So get on it. I guarantee that would be a fun. charismatic show to partake in.
0: Okay, it doesn't look like this is the song I was thinking of. But, uh, while I'm here, uh, Jesus Christ, um, there's a line on the second track about how he treats the little virgins like the restroom, um, and then there's another one, uh, uh, I think it oh um now my balls on her Kit Kat now she playing ping pong
1: uh, that's poetry <laughs>
0: yeah truly um there's a there's also a line about here where he literally raps about somebody looking down at his penis um and he uses that word uh just very interesting lyrics a lot of the times. Um, and usually somebody would say that when they're making like a parody song. Um, but the thing about Danny Brown is that humor shows up a lot in his music and he's very, very clever about a lot of his lyrics. A lot of times he's a very, um, very impressive lyricist. Um, he can definitely write some bars a lot of the times. Um, yeah, he just, he knows his way around, and, um, another thing about this newest project is it is not as out there as a lot of his previous material is, like Triple X or Atrocity Exhibition. Both of those projects were unbelievable. Um, oh, shit, wait. I missed one of his releases. I, I'm, what the fuck, what am I thinking? Um he has four different albums, not three of them. Uh, what was his, I'm so sorry. Give me a second. Um, he has, the first one was the hybrid. The next one was, oh, it was old, old. It was released in 2013. That was like a banger record. Um, but this, this album is not as out there as a lot of his other stuff. And, um, for some fans, it might, uh, turn him off a little bit i don't know it's this is a definitely a new danny brown um definitely a, a, a lane switch up um and i think a lot of that is in his mentality as well um just how he goes about this record is different than his other ones um so that being said are we ready to talk about the music tyler
1: yeah i'm ready to get into it. all right let's do it.
0: Sometimes I look through the uh, Top Charts section of Apple Music just to depress myself. Just to see what other people are listening to. Usually I end up wanting to make, c- wanting to commit game end. Okay, so I think the best way to describe Danny Brown's... Uh, where Danny Brown is at in his career at this point with this album is kind of what Jay-Z did with 444 or what Kanye did with yay in 2018. Um, both of those are kind of good, uh, comparisons to draw. I feel like because they were in similar places in their career. Um, not necessarily Jay-Z was more confessional, but again, uh, I'm trying to make the point that this is a more mature Danny Brown than we've gotten before. Uh, relatively anyway, But, um, especially from an instrumental standpoint, this is far more reserved, uh, than some of the out there ideas that he was giving us with his, um, last couple of records, um, actually with his entire career in general, um, but, um, that being said, that doesn't make this album bad by any means, um, I feel like some people are going to be disappointed by this. At least some longtime Danny Brown fans probably will be turned off by this. I feel like this is a pretty good record to bring in some old school hip hop heads though. You feel me? Like I, I I could see this appealing to some uh people who are into older shit or there's a,
1: there's a lot of late 90s influence for sure. So yeah. anybody who came in you know, riding that wave, it's probably going to be interesting for listeners to go back and then hear this. Cause it's, you know, especially like you had mentioned, um, I listened to the Outcast album. Is it a- Alias? Atlians. Atlians. That album.
0: Or Atlians. I don't
1: know. Yeah. Very much, uh, or this album rather very much resembles a lot of elements that that album shares instrumentally. And the vocal delivery is at times similar, which there are multiple, you know, rappers across that project but the uh the comparisons are similar and that album is like in the top 500 albums of all time by rolling stone so it's definitely a somewhat well-known album so this could bring in a lot of outcast has been extremely those you know types of listeners
0: yeah outcast has been extremely influential um and many people uh not just danny brown
1: it's funny because it's really just whoever does what first (laughs) that's that's who gets the name even if they don't stay relevant like in 10 years kanye is still going to be kanye because of what he did for the music that is to come
0: right yeah that's
1: you know just what it's going to be and it's going to be interesting 10 years from now who is making music influenced by danny brown yeah it's going to be that person oh yeah i can definitely see that
0: for sure um It's gonna be interesting to see where it goes from here, honestly. Um, but anyway, let's talk about the music, shall we? Uh, cause the music, again, I can draw plenty of influences, or plenty of parallels between, uh, Danny Brown and OutKast. I've listened to a bit of Atlegan's and, uh, Stankonia. Um, and just from the instrumental standpoint, the instrumental palettes on this album, and sometimes even Danny's delivery reminds me of OutKast a little bit. Um like theme song track number two reminds me of something that outcast probably would have done even like best life kind of reminds me of something outcast would have done um track number seven and we got we got three three different uh singles leading up to this album we got dirty laundry was the first one um best life was the second and then three tears featuring run the jewels um Mm. was the third one that we got Um, all three of them are interesting in their own right, but we can start by talking about Dirty Laundry because this, I loved this song the minute that it came out. I,
1: yeah, it's, it's,
0: it's fan fucking (laughs) Um, he's, uh, the, the track is called Dirty Laundry and he's talking about dirty laundry. Um, but he's using it as, um, a metaphor sort of for, um, one's past or one's darker secrets, the darker side of life. Um, and he, he's talking from, of course, his own standpoint where he's, he's got his own dirty secrets, but then he's also talking about other people and their own, um, their own secrets, uh, that they probably would rather the world not know. Um, the instrumental hook on this song is fucking great. It's catchy as hell. His flows are good. His flows are interesting. This was, the, again, this was where I was like, huh, this is not the old Danny. Because his flows and his delivery is a lot more reserved and laid back. Not as frantic or as, uh... Oh, uh, I don't know. Um, erratic. Er, yes, erratic is a very good word. Yeah. Um. But, um he he talks about um he, he he uses uh euphemisms and stuff like that uh and um a lot of double entendres uh for double meanings for like i don't know he bleach and just different things that you do laundry with um i love the line where he just says fuck a stripper for some change actual change <laughs> I love that that line is so good. I I ah, uh, I love it. And the instrumental is really wacky. Um it's kooky in a way. Um not kooky in the way that his older stuff was, but um it's very I don't know, how do I describe it? Um
1: again kind of outcasty. Uh <laughs> Can I, I tell you can... what my favorite lines were? What? <laughs> On the net metafat White bitch named Helen, three hundred pounds, maybe round like two eighty. Had a couple babies, two seventy, give or takey. (laughs) Call that securing the bad, the bag. Had to fight the baby (laughs) dad, dude. Who, who has this in their head? Who has this in their head? (laughs) Tried to stop how I eat, so I got up on his ass. Oh my god, he's he's so. And the uh,
0: there's a lot of instrumental blips and blops in this song that give it so many so much flavor. I don't know. He's got a lot of Danny Brown has had a lot of attention to detail throughout his entire career. So got to give it to the man. He he's talking about high tide game north of Arm and Hammer. Like there's so many references to doing laundry in this song and they're so the entire song is so clever. It's fantastic. I was sold the second uh, that it came out. Um, um, And then Best Life was the second one. This is probably the most feel-good song that Danny Brown has ever made, uh, talking about how he's living his best life. I've got no problem with that. Instrumental is upbeat, plenty of kind of pitched chorus vocals, and uh, it's a very nice chord progression as well, lots of major chords um great samples also when the the first verse hits the drop there that the little drop that it has there into the um second phase of the instrumental is fantastic um and uh danny's hook on those so ain't no next life so now i gotta live my best life i'm living my best life i love the hook the hook is great it's catchy um it is very catchy um, three tiers featuring Run the Jewels, though. Probably one of the most interesting songs on the album, being that it has a very odd groove. Uh, the drum pattern is so far into the pocket that it's almost
1: off the rhythm. It's not uncommon for Run the Jewels, though. I, yeah, they, I mean, they have a lot of funky grooves in their Yeah, they their do. Music. Um, but again, this is showing up on a Dandy Brown album, but it is featuring Run the Jewels. Maybe I shouldn't be that surprised. Um, if they were... In the studio together for a substantial amount of time. Yeah. Makes sense that this would be the product. It does. I
0: mean, um, and, um, it's got these fat, uh, sort of, um, the mouthy like it's kind of coming out of a person's mouth wow wow that kind of noise yeah uh bass tones and stuff like
1: that there's a lot uh, of fluctuation across the track
0: yeah lots of wacky it, there's a lot of just wacky sounds on this album that you wouldn't expect to show up on a rap album necessarily mm, but you, I, uh, from danny brown yeah, yeah from you danny might. brown it's you fine might. but like i even for danny brown these are this is a different like it's almost a different color palette of instrumentals because his last ones were kooky, but not in this way. Um, did you? These feel are like, appealingly kooky. Did you know? feel like there
1: was enough material on the album? Because thirty-three minutes, it's, it did, not, it's short. It did, it did feel short to me. Yeah, I thought that. I think. It's, I mean, for eleven tracks, it's a good amount mm. of material, but
0: it's it did, three minutes
1: a track. It went by quickly for me. It didn't. It felt like it was here and gone. I think it's short and sweet. Honestly, I think there's um. For the material we
0: got on here, it was pretty good. Uh, maybe okay. I'll bring that up a little, a little bit. Because,
1: I mean, I'd rather it be these 11 tracks and be really solid than be 15 tracks and then have four filler or, yeah. you know, spaced out across, like we've seen on albums we've talked
0: yeah. about.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just throwing shade at Judah.
0: <laughs> rip. Um, do we want to talk about theme song, track number two? I talked about yep. the lyrics a little bit. Go for it. Um... The instrumental uh, side of things, again, feels very outcast with some of the strings that he brings in, um, and just some of the flows that he presents on this track, but uh, the track is fantastic overall. I think it, um, it's, like, what, 2 minutes and 50 seconds? And it's 2 minutes and 50 seconds of fucking fantastic, honestly. Um, loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, but uh, Belly of the Beast featuring who is it how do you even pronounce that name I don't even oh bong jo, I, I can't I can't it's some African I think it's some South African artist or something um please God don't kill me um but th- this song sounds like something death grips would make um, just way slowed down. Uh, the weird vocal manipulation in the back and the str- really odd groove along with the, um, the the big fucking drum hits and the uh, sh- really strange chorus, um, but it, it all works very well. It makes a kind of creepy atmosphere, um, um, and the, the feature on the song is great. I loved it. Um, actually, a lot of solid features on this album, there isn't really one to mention that was really awful or anything like that. Um, speaking of features, number nine, track number nine, Negro spiritual featuring none other than JPEG mafia. Um, kind of um, sad. He didn't get a verse kind of sad. He didn't get a verse, but he nailed the hook. Mm-hmm. The hook is fantastic. Yeah. I think JPEG mafia, uh, gets the award for best rap hook of the year. Cause it's so, it's so catchy on the outside looking spiritual oh i love it i love his delivery um it's jpeg mafia really off the wall loved it um i think the beat uh was uh partially done by thundercat because i hear a lot of thundercat Mm. on the bass and everything Mm -hmm. and uh uh good on danny for this is just a solid solid song probably one of my favorites on the album um does he produce all these tracks
1: do you know or I know he produced he a lot has. of his own
0: stuff in the old days. I think a lot of it is he commissions beats from people and he t- gives them a guideline of what he wants. Really, and um he—that's a cool way to do it. Yeah, I mean he's not the only people to, person to do it like that. And I could be wrong. I know he did that for a couple of songs off of his Trusty Exhibition album. I know there's a uh, the beat off of Really Doe, uh, the fourth track off that album was done by somebody called Black Milk. Mm. um and i think i i don't i, I don't know i, I don't want to spit things that i i don't know about but i'm pretty
1: sure he commissions people a lot of rappers have two or three producers that you know do the songs for them and then they come in with their lyrics like right. i know logic has six and who's his other he has a, he has one other producer that does they do all of this stuff i don't know yeah, one of them actually creates the sounds and then the other one makes the beat with the sounds. But yeah. and 6 is the big name.
0: I know that Danny Brown really, has a really has his cool fingers guy. in all of it though. He's he's yeah. the creative mastermind behind all of it, which is nice. He's got his fingerprints all over it. Um cuz and I mean I think thematically this album is pretty tight. Um doesn't stray too far from this kind of more mature Danny vibe. <laughs> Um, as well as the instrumental palettes on this album, while they do vary a lot, I think that they stick pretty, pretty well together. I think this album actually flows pretty well with, uh, maybe one or two things that I would probably change about the flow. Um, but then there's the tr- really down, kind of downtrodden track 10, Shine featuring Blood Orange. Again, great hook from Blood Orange. I loved Blood Orange's feature, I thought. Um, was good. The sung vocals in the background and then his, um, kind of wrapped delivery. Um, as well as Danny's, like, alternative hook. There's, like, two different hooks on this song. Uh, Gotta get what's Man, something like that. And it's a very, very kind of atmospheric, darker tone um, on the album. Um, what did you think of Savage Nomad? Track number six. I thought this was probably one of the hardest he goes on the album. Probably one mm-hmm. of the most, uh, the the most he puts himself out there.
1: I don't know. I'm a pretty, I feel like I'm a pretty traditional person. So whenever something like unconventional is done, it usually takes me time to get into it. Right. So I think that, I think that maybe, you know, I've only, I only listened to this album three times. So. Boo. Shut up. So, you know, since October 4th, that's actually pretty bad. (laughs) Um, I've listened to like the, you know, a few of the tracks a lot of times because I love them. But right. Um, I don't know. I f- I feel like it it would grow on me with time, but it it's definitely hard to get into like the first the first time.
0: Yeah, I think this is definitely the hardest. Any ground goes on the album. Savage Nomad is. I don't have a problem with it. I think where it sits on the album is good. Uh, I think the beat just smacks. Uh, all the guitars on the song and things smack instrumentally. Yeah, loved it. Yeah, it's hard. Uh combat track eleven. The closer to this album fucking fantastic i don't know who that there there's got to be the features aren't listed on the song um but it is not danny brown rapping towards the end of the song there are some there are some other voices that come into the mix um but it hey got does know, it go out on a yeah, high note i don't know what danny brown was on when he was doing the hooks on these songs but all of the hooks are great they're just fucking amazing I love all of the... Even just the, rap, the one that, ones that are wrapped and not even sung. They're so catchy. doesn't even need a vocal melody to be catchy. It's fantastic. I loved it. I think number 11 is a great way to end off uh, the album. Um, I just love the palettes all over this thing, honestly. A lot of the switch-ups that he made uh, stylistically were great. Um, now... That being said, getting into this next section here, I think it is worthy to note that, um, this switch up did, uh, lead to some things kind of being left up in the air a little bit. There were some things about this project that didn't, they, they felt a little off to me for Danny Brown. Um, and I guess we can get into that in the next section. Shall we? Let's, let's, we shall.
2: Like, you know, back in the day, man, when you're going through it sometimes, you ain't got it like that, man. You got to do what you got to do to get what you got. You know what I'm saying? Get what you want type of shit. So, I used to be the guy on Black Planet looking for all the white girls, preferably the bigger ones because, you know, they don't have a problem with sharing their goodies with you. You know what I'm saying? So, I was putting the dick on the track for a minute. You know? <laughs> I wasn't doing crimes. You know what I'm saying? I was just breaking a couple fat bitches' hearts, you know? I wrote it more in a talky. Flow. It was just my version of doing like a stand up comedy set, you know? Working with Q Tip, man, it, it was a humbling experience because we always think, you know, you know everything, you know? But when you're around somebody like such a legend like him, you know, you got to take his criticism to heart, you know what I'm saying? Like, he ain't gonna steer you down the wrong path when it comes to making music. Once we started, you know, start talking about this album, it's always wanted to have an executive producer. You know, he just came across the board. To, you know, my managers hooked it up, so shout out Tip. <laughs> A lot of my stuff is influenced from stand-up comedy and stuff. And one of my biggest influences and mentors is Coco Joey Diaz. You know what I'm saying? My Uncle Joey. And Uncle Joey had this bit where he talked about how he took niacin and he was still dropping dirty and he was itching like crazy to the point where he just put pool cleaner in his uncircumcised dick and tied a rubber band around it (laughs) and he broke the probation machine. (laughs) So, he got cleared up, so he was beating the case. So that's pretty much a throwback to that joke he said, you know, I never even fucked with nice and I just was dropping dirty. <laughs> I wasn't even trying, I was like, fuck it, it's over. So you to the point where you see roaches you don't even kill, you're like, fuck it, man. They just in here. where We together now. You watch this motherfucker grow up, now he a part of your life, now he having kids. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hell no, I ain't no public freak like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm, 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 I'm intimate. You know what I'm saying? I'm romantic with my shit. You know what I'm saying? I ain't about to be all up. But you know, that should be uncomfortable anyway. Like I can't stop people be fucking in cars and shit like that. Y'all crazy, man. You grown. Once you become 20 and shit, you can't be just fucking in weird places no more. Man. Once you grow up, man, you better, you know, you got to get that water bed going. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't fight, man. I'm old as hell, man. If I sleep on the wrong side too long, I wake up sore. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got time for a motherfucker putting their hands on me. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm more player than that, man. Once you get certain names, ain't no fisticuffs no more. Baby daddy coming at me, I'm going to run. Fuck that shit, man. I'm grown, man. I ain't no bitch. I'm, I'm safe. You get know what I'm saying? <laughs> In the song, I'm dropping a lot of hustling bars here and there. You know what I'm saying. So that's just talking about you know when you're messing around in the streets like that, you you know what you swim towards. Like you know what's coming with this man. Like that's like you trying to swim towards a current. You know you're about to get drowned. You know what I'm saying? Like a big ass fucking wave or some shit. You know what I'm saying? I mean I don't tomb on horn, but that's like real. Some that's poetry shit. That's poetry emotion for your ass. You know what I'm saying? Why
0: do I feel high right now? I just feel blasted. I feel fucking baked. I don't know why. I'm the, full disclosure. Never been high. But, um, well, I just feel. I feel. I don't know. I feel ultra relaxed.
1: Like you look uh, real giggly right now.
0: I'm not that giggly.
1: Choose. Uh, I think his delivery is hard to get past on some songs and you're I just think, uh, not a fan of out there delivery. I think I'm just pretty conventional all around, you know, and that's not to say that, th- that it like, it bothers me that much, but it, I, I think that a lot of it could, could be more accessible in a good way. I think that a lot of it goes and it, maybe it's just him, but I think a lot of it goes out just a touch too far. To, I thought he, to the point where it's like, okay, well, this is, this is him being artistic. I wouldn't call that good music. Does that make sense? Like the way that it's portrayed, I'm not saying that it's not a good song. It's not a good album. I'm just saying like, um, compared to what he could have done if he had taken a more, not, not even a more serious tone. If he had just taken a different tone. Yeah. a More serious tone. I probably would have enjoyed more of the tracks deeper than I did with him just, I think Kinda a lot of, of it giving off the same the same shenanigans every every track.
0: A lot of this lack of seriousness and his sense of uh, humor boils down to a lot of his personality, though. Because he's yeah. not a no, I get that. He's not a super serious person. He's not I've a take-me-serious interv- person. He's yeah, n- I get I've it. seen interviews and stuff like he was on Hot Ones. That is like my favorite Hot Ones episode. Was ever. he on Hot
1: Ones? Yeah, he. Was I didn't on- know
0: that. Oh yeah, that's like my favorite Hot Ones episode. It's huh. fantastic. He's just so he's so animated like the way he is in his music Was he is high? the way he is probably um like you're talking about like basically what he does when he's not making music is he's making himself like ramen noodles and hot pockets and he's watching like adventure time and shit like that and he plays a lot of video games or whatever he's like he's like a kid it's, that's kind of his personality and it, I, I dude i'd hang out with Danny Brown i don't care if he's high as fuck he's got a show that i'd love to be on he just interviews people he interviewed Insane Cloud Posse, I think.
1: Danny Brown? Yeah. On what? I forget. What, what kind of... What platform?
0: I don't know. I have to check. Oh. Um, That's, an I think it's called guess. Dan- That's an odd guest.
1: That's an odd guest for Hot Ones to have.
0: Dan- it's Danny's house, I think.
1: I've heard of that. Yeah. He's the he's the host. I'm so stupid. I had no idea. He's okay. F- I don't know. All right. Um, um, so, besides that, and I mean, I did feel like this was a short album because it was, but that... I don't really think that took away from it. I just, could, you know, could have wanted more. But that's yeah. kind of a fine line between, you know, or it's a slippery slope because a lot of times out, you know, artists will try to give you more material, and you know, in the way that they do that, they give you three or four songs spread out from each other that are filler, or usually the last leg of the album will be kind of a cool down where sometimes the, the, the songs chill clear. out.
0: Sometimes the albums just feel bloated.
1: Yeah, and, and sometimes bloated. they're incohesive, and this is a very cohesive album. Like, yeah. I don't think any of these songs stick out like a sore thumb, like we've seen on other projects that it's just like, why, why, one, why was that song written? Two, why is it here? Why, how did that make the final cut? Yeah. Yeah. There's it, nothing it that happens. says that to me. Um, it happens. I remember thinking that on the Joji album for multiple tracks. It was like, okay, I, this is like a rough, rough draft of an idea which has been half conceived. Right. Put on a record and distributed for people to listen to. Yeah. nothing. definitely none of that on this. So no. I don't know. I, I just I, <laughs> I don't like projects that are so damn short that it's like here and gone. You yeah. Know, even even if the tracks on it are good. So I agree. As a personal, I could have I could have I would have loved a forty four minute project or even a yeah. forty-minute project, just I, an extra a few tracks would have been nice.
0: And his last two, I, maybe you should go back and listen to his last two projects. I mean, they're far more out there than this problem project is. Uh, the Atrocity Exhibition was forty-six. X Triple X was an hour-long uh, project. It was large. Um, so this is really this is actually a short album for Danny Brown to come out with. Um, but again, Lane Switch Up kind of had to do it to him, but. I think, I I agree with you with, um, partially with, uh, the flow of this album, or just the the span of it, is kind of, it's interesting, number one. I think part of the reason why I don't like the flow of this album is the first track, uh, is really awkward change-up, the first track, uh, it's just not a good leg to start off on, um... The, the beat is kind of clunky in a way, um, and his he for whatever reason, he doesn't really fit on top of it. And Danny Brown has made uh, a name for himself, fitting on top of beats that nobody would ever dare to touch. Um, and for whatever reason, he doesn't ride this one very well. And the, I think partially because the beat is, in and of itself is really awkward. Um... And there are a couple songs here in the midst of the track listing that leave kind of uh, a lukewarm taste in my mouth. Um, I think one of the biggest problems here is some of his pacing that he takes on these songs. It it, it being more mature, um, he definitely cooled down a little bit. I think some of them cooled down a little bit too much. Um, Some of them are really like... You you really have to be patient with them. Um and for Danny Brown, a lot of his listeners, that's not what he's there for. Not necessarily a bad thing that he did that. Some of them just drag a little bit, I feel like. Um like I don't know, just the BPM could have been and we I think feel like there could have been more material packed into each song. Like some of the songs are really short, uh especially for him. Um but like i don't know another another sour taste that was left in my mouth was you know what i'm saying this is another uh feature from the south african artist hopefully he's actually from south africa
1: what it's a title track too
0: yeah um and his delivery I, i like the beat but his delivery is really one note it's just him saying line after line and then you know what i'm saying you know what I'm saying? 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 And actually, the guy's feature on that track is not as good as it was on Belly of the Beast. I don't think so. Eh. Um, and while I did like Savage Nomad, I felt like the beep beat just could have been picked up a little bit more. Like, you could have gone a little bit faster with that. Uh, even though it was a good, hard, and I still like the song overall. It was a good, hard song on the track listing. It was more hard hitting than a lot of the songs here. But, um, there were still problems with it. Along with Shine, um, just the pacing of it could have been picked up a little bit more. Um, and maybe, maybe that won't bother people like it did me. And even Three Tiers, um, uh, I loved how off the wall the beat was, but, like, I don't know, just pick up the pace a little bit, man. I know you're trying to be, like, kind of the, the grandfather figure here. Like, hey, I've been in hip-hop for a while now. I've got to release a really mature album. Um, and I think he did it pretty well. I just think that some of the style that Danny Brown previously established is a little bit lost um, uh, a little lost in the sauce on this project.
1: I think I think that he he seems to have slowed down on energy a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I definitely th- could. I think that like in his old age, he's like. Reached, he's not even old though. Like, not no, no, okay. I didn't mean, old age. I meant age, actually, Asian music. Yeah, but he is um, actually like he's forty. For the amount of <laughs> material that he's put out, it's almost it almost comes across as a I've been there. I've done that. Take a step back. That's that's what a lot of this feels like to me. But yes, he agreed. keeps the quirkiness and he keeps the the yeah. cartoon isms and you know everything that makes him him. Yeah, good in, that you good project. that you say
0: it because I was gonna say like despite this album's flaws and some of the flow being iffy, I think this was effectively a good mature project for Danny Brown to release. Um, and I am still pleased with the way it came out and it. I think overall did up, did live up for to the hype for me, um, so yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, do you have anything else to rag on while we're here?
1: I don't have anything else to rag on, but what I'm was about to say, I'll say in the oh, next section. I'm session. sorry,
0: did I cut you off? No. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, let's just let's close this baby out, shall we? Uh, so, in in conclusion, I think we can agree that I think this was a fairly solid project. Um, Danny Brown definitely delivers on average. I think his batting average in terms of just hits to miss ratio. Pretty good. He's, um... <laughs> what?
1: I was waiting for you to say a number, and then you're just like, pretty good. <laughs> what is his average? Pretty good.
0: I, I'm sorry. I'm... <sighs> I'm so no, 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 you're good. Um, I cut you off. Continue. No.
1: Um, his batting average is pretty good.
0: Solid. Uh he's a I've just been a fan of him for a while. I love the guy. I love his personality. I love his character that he portrays on all of his albums. I just I love how uh unique he is a lot of times as well. He's just a very, very interesting figure to follow. Um and that doesn't change for this album overall at all. Um and I'm glad that I stuck with him. Uh to to see when this album came out. I don't know. God, my vocabulary is that of a seven year old right now.
1: I know, it's so late
0: right and, now. Yeah, it's six thirty and <laughs> it feels so
1: late though, to be yeah. fair. It's been I mean it's been dark for like We had a long day hours of catching chimchar. <laughs> Two in for an later. Yeah. We are wrecked. Dude. Um... We're on the coffee crash right now. Truly. Um... I just thought this was
0: a pretty solid project. Good job, Danny Brown. Good on you for releasing, uh, something that was more laid back, uh, especially for you. Um, and I think he did a good job of releasing his Mature album. I'm gonna leave it at that. Take it away, Tyler. Um,
1: I think that, you know, he sticks to his guns and puts out something put out something colorful and very much him, you know, I, I haven't listened to a lot of music that is like him. The closest that I have is outcast. And that's like late nineties, uh, project his other albums though are
0: very not outcast.
1: No, I, I, I understand that. And I'm actually, am going to go back and listen to his other stuff because I, I had fun with this. Um, I'll show you after this. I think a lot of people would have fun with this project, honestly.
0: Danny Brown's just fun. But it's in general.
1: it's definitely a... Um, it's something you gotta go looking for. You know?
0: Danny Brown is actually one of those names in hip-hop that's kind of underrated. I th- I'd say he's... You think? I'd say he's pretty underrated for how well-known he is, how big of a following he's got. He's got, got a decent you, fan base. How long has
1: he been on the scene? In um,
0: the scene?
1: Again, I Do you think know what year he became active?
0: 2010 he released his 2010 he released the hybrid which was his first uh-huh actual album i think he's been active for a longer than that 20, wikipedia said he's been active since 2007 i don't know what he did before that though gotcha
2: early he
0: was life
1: hold on making sandwiches born in, he
0: was born in detroit michigan his father is half filipino
1: definitely was making sandwiches
0: uh shelter him for the street crime and game life at age 18 brown became a drug dealer once I had uh, got above a certain age, all that parent shit stopped. My mom and pot split up. Once my pops left, I was the man of the house. I always told myself I was going to be a rapper my whole life. I was selling drugs. And that's what all my friends were doing.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Definitely was making sandwiches. I,
0: Brown began, began his career in a hip-hop group called Reservoir Dogs. Um, alongside fellow Detroit-based rappers Chips and Dopehead, in 2003, the trio independently released an album titled "Run His Spokets and Dump Dump him in What the fuck? Under Renaissance Entertainment, huh? So he's been active for a while. He—that's a true up-and-coming story, though. Yeah, I mean, selling drugs—it sounds like a Jay Z-type story um but actually okay. wait jay-z sold drugs
1: during his career that's different um jay-z is actually just the lord of a drug empire <laughs> <laughs> all Rip. of new york bow down to, <laughs> to jay-z, Jay-Z. Yeah. jay-z's drug empire um what would you give this album <sighs> what would you give this album tyler <laughs> I know, I it's kind of be- it's kind of hard Uh, I think for the material that we've been given, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a low to mid eight. I'm feeling an 8.3 to an 8.5. You
0: liked it that much. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. You? I, I, probably a low eight. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably around what I'm feeling.
1: It feels appropriate to me. Yeah.
0: Maybe just, maybe, maybe like an 8.1, 8.2.
1: Sick. I'm. Th- I. I did like this album. But I did like I it a lot. I think for me, the reason that like I'm going higher is because it gets better the more I listen to it, and the more I notice, the more I like it. You know, the 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 more things that I pick out listening, the more I had it. All the quirky sounds and you know, there, there's this is lyrics. Taste there's too. lyrics that definitely went over my head the first time that I picked up the second time. There were lyrics that went over my head the second time that I picked up the third time, and I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. He's just fucking clever. Yeah, so, you know, for the sake of being honest with myself here, yeah, I'm going to give it a low to mid-eight. I think an 8.3 or 8.4 is fair for me. Fucking sick, dude. I would agree. Just about agree. Follow Danny Brown on Instagram and Uh, listen to his project.
0: I think. Is that Danny Brown? He posts some kooky stuff on Instagram. How many followers does he have, actually? I'm kind of curious. Danny X Danny Brown, wait, X Danny X Brown X is his handle. 456,000 followers. So yeah, he's not like a, he's not a, he's not a small artist by any means, but again, kind of for where he's at in his career, kind of underrated. I think that's fair. Um yeah go give him a follow go listen to his other music as well trust the exhibition actually one of my favorite hip-hop records that i've ever listened to so um he's a funny guy (laughs) yeah truly uh let's we'll just watch the the danny brown's hot ones episode after this real quick that's what we're gonna do funny uh go follow us at sound audits podcast on instagram as well um follow us at sound audits on twitter yeah we don't do anything on twitter because fuck twitter but um actually i love you twitter please sponsor us twitter um
1: if Twitter sponsors us, I love Twitter. Absolutely not. No? No.
0: Okay. Well, we hate you, Twitter. Um, yeah.
1: Commie fuckers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was I saying? I oh, know. to follow us on sound. Um, we will um, probably around uh, winter break, as soon as the semester lets up. Um, figured we should just state this while we're at it, since it's in the forefront of my mind. Um, we have a lot of material that we want to review that we didn't, so probably, and I know our upload schedule has been fucked for the last couple of weeks. We apologize for that. We've been um, consistent on Fridays. Uh, the, the couple of weeks beforehand, like when we released Kanye and stuff like that, we got kind of fucked up a little bit. Um, still came out. It still week. came out, but we uh, we apologize for the inconvenience about that. Um, if you missed anything because it didn't come out on Friday, go listen to it, Please get a sad sense. Um, but um, we, there's a lot of stuff that we didn't cover that we really want to cover. Um, so, I'd say that over winter break, just be on the lookout for new material in general. You um, should have a
1: lot coming out.
0: Yeah, we're probably going to upload more than every Friday. If we have an exact schedule for you at some point, we will let you know. Just be on the lookout for that. I don't know when other people's semesters end. Or anything like that. Just we'll be probably be done
1: by the 14th. Of December. Correct. Um so those last two weeks are gonna be cranking.
0: Yeah. We're probably gonna we might upload an ex- episode every other day at some point in the near future. We yeah. could also do a Friday, Saturday, Sunday
1: schedule say. at some point yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um just be on the lookout for that in general. Um Love you, love you, love you. We will see you in the next episode, Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard. Uh, if you have any requests for us, go hit us up in the DMs, go leave a comment. Um, if you have, if you're a musician, and you want a shout-out, uh, go hit us up. We'll give you a shout-out, absolutely. If you want us to listen to your music, we will listen to your music. We love listening to your guys' music. Uh, it's a real fucking joy, honestly. So, um, if you need a shout-out, just let us know. Um, How many listeners are we averaging now?
1: That's not information we can publicly disclose. Oh, really? Four to five thousand. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, if you
0: um, also, if we do ever shout out a listener, do us a favor and go listen to them, please. We would absolutely love it if you did that. Um, Really appreciate that. Um, And yeah, just be on the lookout for new stuff in the near future. Um, and we will see you guys in the next episode. Peace out. Adeo. Peace. Peace. Little hair. Peace.